Do you smell that? It's the smell of a game of the year. It smells like damp fur and hibernating Sasquatch, I guess. Uh, I don't have a good intro for this. This is the top 10 games of 2018 from the Silicon Sasquatch podcast. We're all still here somehow. Uh, we got, you know, Tyler. We got Spencer. We got we got a Doug here. We got Aaron. Oh. We got me, Nick. Uh, and uh, we're all tired, but I think we're well fed now. And we're going to try and uh, hammer out this last little bit of our game of the year uh, arguments. Yeah, we're <laughs> sorry if you're word. listening to this as the only podcast, and you can tell how tired we are. <laughs> you should start at part one. We're more enthusiastic. Oh yeah, no, there was still a glint in my eye. I had promise and potential. Now it's just like, man, I want to get this over with so I can go play Smash and go to bed. Through the magic of time that's zones, true. that's not necessarily true for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> I am actually really excited for this year. It's an interesting list of nominees we've got, and. Uh, for this final portion, what we're going to walk away with, as always, is a ordered list of the 10 best games that we all agree upon for the year of 2018. Uh, the number one game will be our game of the year. We'll, you know, be really fancy and celebrate it in some way and probably write about it. But uh, this is meant to just sort of distill uh, the hive mind that is the five of us, how we look at what happened in 2018, what we think deserves uh, to be lauded, to be celebrated and to be emulated so um yeah i think that's all i got anyone have anything they want to say anything to clear the air before we get started with this yeah um where does skyrim fit on this list it doesn't oh okay so aaron has been ejected from the call and uh (laughs) guys can you hear me i just lost you uh I'm still waiting for somebody to explain what a video game is to me, but um, let's let's kick this bad boy off. What are video games? Here are ten of them. Okay, they're not just Pac-Man anymore. No, I'm just imagining you as that History Channel guy with the big mop of hair on his head. Like, not what are video, video games? games? But what are video games? Uh, is such a thing even possible? And we're also yeah, we're bringing you the hottest memes in this podcast too. The most current yeah, the memes, best memes of 2011. Right here, right now. Uh, we have a lot of games nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, about, looks like, maybe 30. Uh, so we're, I'm just going to read down this list, uh, and we will open up debate wherever we want. But the games that have been nominated for Game of the Year by us are Marvel's Spider-Man, Celeste, Hitman 2, You Are Jeff Bezos, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Dead Cells, Donut County, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, Return of the Oberdin, Shadow of the Colossus, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, Battletech, Beat Saber, Deltarune Chapter 1, Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Far Cry 5, Florence, Into the Breach, Minute, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, Nintendo Labo, Variety Kit, uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, Pro Office Calculator, which is an actual game, <laughs> Slay the Spire, uh, Strange Brigade, 
Tetris Effect, The Haunted Island, comma, A Frog Detective Game, The Missing, J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories, and Yoku's Island Express. What's the game of the year? <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's Overwatch. Anyway, thanks right. for coming, everybody. Glad that we. Uh, so if I get a check, thanks, call, Jeff. Spencer's next. <laughs> <laughs> There's a vaudevillian cane coming from off screen. <laughs> Play him off. About to get gonged. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say. For those who don't know how the we make the sausage, so to speak, for this uh, production is prior to this deliberation, we have a big old spreadsheet and we essentially sign our names next to games that we would like to vote for consideration for game of the year. It's not saying that we think they are the game of the year, but then that helps us kind of filter by having these tallies, which may or may not mean that these games that have the most number of names next to them um, are going to get the top spot or even of on the list who knows but more yep. than likely or not if enough of us have played a game then there's a chance it's on the list because we've all played it so uh, it, i find it remarkable uh, hey is hollow knight on, not on this list apparently what <laughs> hold on so Side note to okay. that, we had decided that Hollow Knight would be in consideration this year, considering we completely missed it last year, and it was also uh, notable that it had a big s- release on Switch, which many people seem to be waiting for, um, even within our group. I know I was waiting to play it until the Switch version came out, so if it's not on the list, then we'll need to rectify that. I mean, and, uh, this- and also technically, it was only this year when we had the version 1.0, I think. No. I may be incorrect no, on that. The, the one that was came out on Steam, on Steam was definitely 1.0. It just had okay. DLC releases. And also, right. uh, okay. some of these games uh, could pop up next year because we just didn't have access yeah. to them. Like, the one that sticks out to me is Slay the Spire, which also has a Switch release coming out next year, in which more of us will probably try it out. I played about an hour and a half of it on PC, and it's real good. Uh, but I'm waiting for the Switch version to pick it up myself. Mm-hmm. The, the Switch has seemed to throw kind of a wrench in this uh, or in the traditional release. Like, for whatever reason, the Switch version of a game seems to be something that uh, seems to be logical enough to say, I'll wait until that version comes out because it is portable and I want that game on the go. Like, One. you could have even been a person that wants to rebuy Diablo 3 for Switch, even if you own it on three other platforms because it's Diablo on the go. Another example for me is Dragon Quest XI. I know that game is good, but it's already been confirmed to be coming to Switch, and it's a long-ass uh, JRPG, and I think I would rather play that on the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug graciously pointed out to me that I forgot to nominate Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which has now been nominated. <laughs> so so we added Hollow Knight and Smash Brothers to that long list then, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we only have one game that a majority of us have played. Well, I guess... No, we have four we have games. four games that a majority four have games. played and are nominating. So, and one of them was made in Twine. Yeah. Hey, some of us think Twine's a great platform for making games. <laughs> I'm just noticing. Why are you using the plural there? Is this a royal we? Um, uh, often, yes. <laughs> Nick is using we uh, in like the venom sense, where it's like him and his like dark passenger. Yeah, I mean, my symbiote, except it's like, it's like an anime narrative game. 
You're, so that's uh, you're, you are Jeff you're, Bezos. You're talking about right? That was made. That would be it. Yes. Yes. Uh, also, Hitman Two, Celeste, and Spider Man are games that the majority of us have played. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, how we do this is we just start throwing out games that we don't think are going to hang. I don't like to get too greedy here, but I think we can probably start there. Yeah, let's, by let's kicking Far them. Cry Five off this list, <laughs> the low hanging fruit. Well, I'm the Jeez. only one that played it and finished it. I played it. Um, I got it uh, cheap over Black Friday. Okay, you haven't finished it. Do you know where you are? Like, how far into the game you are? Uh, single digit hours. Oh, okay, you just bought it. You don't. You haven't. I have it. played it, but I'm in single okay. digit hours. Is what I'm saying. No. Okay, I, I heard zero digit hours. Oh, no. So, <laughs> not not in the tens. Yeah, it it's not going to win a spot on this list, but just to um, briefly talk about it, I think I think it is the best setting for a Far Cry that I've played. Like, I never really liked the jungle areas; those were fine. I thought the uh, Far Cry Four in essentially the Himalayas, their version of it, was pretty cool. But Hope County, Montana, was a well-designed American. Uh, playground of course but um, the story is just all over the place the villains are pretty shitty and then spoilers if you haven't finished the game the game ends by the apocalyptic cult that you've been trying to take out as essentially like a texas marshall type character Um, when you kill the final cult leader well you try to kill the final cult leader one of the endings there are uh, two endings i believe one of them is you are basically captured uh, into his bunker while there is nuclear holocaust that destroys America above you. And it comes out of nowhere. There is a... Unless you were listening to the radio and there were talks kind of like aping the Trump presidency saying that North Korea and America are getting at odds. And so like there's this kind of diegetic sound in the game that if you're paying attention, you can hear there's a lot of geopolitical shit going on. But if you didn't, it comes out of nowhere at the end where you're trying to beat the final guy and then all of a sudden the bombs start dropping (laughs) did you know this was coming when you played the game no there is a third (laughs) i'm gonna guess no there's another ending too similar to far cry 4 where if you just abstain from uh interfering with the main antagonist the game will just let you leave it ends Hmm. yeah like that's the first thing i did was like they told me to arrest the cult leader and i was like "Ah, all these people have guns and they're not super thrilled with me so maybe i'll just not and then uh the sheriff's just like yeah good call let's get out of here i paid 60 bucks for this (laughs) shit so it's uh it's far cry you're not missing much by not playing it but i think the more interesting thing about that and why i talked about the ending is because of the newly announced far cry new dawn which is like a um in-between main release that's coming out next year a year after this far cry 5 that is set in that wasteland years after the bombs dropped on america same hope county setting but of course now like mad max style or it kind of looks like rage 2 so that might yeah. be more interesting next year is, far cry 5 is definitely problematic is the blood dragon fallout never changes or far cry never changes five. yeah so yep it's not gonna win okay well, that was easy. Okay. Well, I mean, thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. I drew some blood. Who wants to go next? <laughs> um, so we only have one vote for End of the Breach. That has to be Nick. I'm the only person who voted for that? No, no, no. Hang on, hang on. I meant ah, it before. Yeah, see? It's, on there. it's cool. We've only had the spreadsheet up for like four months. 
I put on other things. <laughs> all uh, right, all of two of them anyway. I played it on uh, PC. I have it on Steam. Uh, here's some here's some low hanging fruit that I can get rid of because even though I voted for them is Dragon Quest Eleven and Pillars Two. Like I don't think I, I haven't finished either of them, so I can't convince you guys to vote for them. Um, but they are fantastic games. But as far as JRPGs, when I'm talking specifically about Dragon Quest here, uh, Nino Kuni is a way more enjoyable game so far. So I would like to talk more about that later. I would like to get rid of Dragon Quest Eleven as someone who likes it. Um, I think that series. I I found a few games in there that I really liked, and I think it needs to stop. Um, the more I've learned about the outsized influence that like kind of asshole composer has over it, and mm-hmm. also his music is real fucking bad in this yeah, game. Yeah, let's Just be clear that there is trash. MIDI music in a 2018 AAA JRPG, you, and it's not even with, good MIDI. Do you know music. why they chose yeah. to put MIDI music in there? Because he thought that if he included the original orchestral compositions, that it would convince people not to buy tickets to the concerts and to buy the soundtracks. It's just the kind of person we should wow. support. <laughs> Heroic. Heroic. That, that's about as like old man logic as you can get. And he, that's, he is that, very like old man Japan. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that that comes from the same place as not letting you stream a game. Hello, Persona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also Dragon Quest Eleven. just, you know, it streamlines some things nicely. It looks beautiful. Uh, the combat moves nicely. The characters seem all right. But... Um, uh, compared to what Nino Kuni, Nino Kuni seems to do, and granted, I haven't played it, but I've watched a fair bit. Um, I just don't think Dragon Quest Eleven is representative of the best RPG this year. One thing I do like about Dragon Quest Eleven is how they are very kind to you forgetting what the fuck you were doing in between um, playing the game and turning it off. Every time mm-hmm. you boot up the game, it will say, here's what you were just doing, and here's what you should be doing. It's kind of like a nice um, narrative recap and i appreciate that so much i wish every game did that because if you stop playing a game after two weeks or even longer you can totally forget every nuance so that's nice but it's not a game of the year pokemon used to do that there was a gen where like when you opened a save game it would show you like the previous few actions that you took oh Oh, i think that was black and white right it was even earlier something like that but yeah i wish more games did that but uh dragon quest 11 is not a game of the year Nope. Uh, is Shadow of the Colossus one of the ten best games of the year? Shadow of the Colossus was... is a remake. How are we even considering? It? Because it's... this is well, this is the thing. Are we going to say the same thing about Resident Evil Two next year? Like this, I think this one qualifies as it's kind of a re. It's a complete rebuild rather than I don't know. I don't think it's a game of the year, but it is a beautiful re re envisioning of the original Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, this is not. Uh halo anniversary collection like it's not just like new textures over the old um engine like this is rebuilt uh version of shadow of the Colossus. and what blue point who previously had only been doing like really well done hd remasters like they did the ps3 hd remaster of shadow of the Colossus, mm-hmm. and they did the hd collection for metal gear solid uh what they did with shadow of the Colossus, like it I don't think it replaces the old version, but it makes it uh, more accessible. Mm-hmm. And so it's... But it would be disingenuous to put it on the list, I think, because it's still Shadow of the Colossus. It's just completely redone. Yeah, I wouldn't the say they add anything new, new. Or they don't reimagine I... anything. 
I think it's a good thing that they updated it the way they did. I would like to see more games get that treatment. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for Resident Evil 2 for this reason, though. For playing yeah. games that are completely rebuilt from the ground up, but they are kind of bringing it to a new generation. Yeah, Resident Evil 2 looks like it's going to play way different from the original, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about. And that's kind um, of the remake I tend to prefer. Like, and when I think about like game remakes, like I think one of the benchmarks, in my opinion, is uh, Silent Hill Shadow, Shattered Memories, which was on Wii, uh, PS2, and uh, PSP. And it was basically a retelling of the story of Silent Hill 1, but with less combat. It's the combat, and oh. Silent Hill kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. Like, the more yeah. changes you make to it, I feel like the worse you're going to make the game. Yeah. yeah. I think I mentioned I mean, it's probably that... Game of the Year 2006. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned it below, but we can cross out Pillars of Eternity 2. Um, I think it's a better game than Pillars 1. And so, Spencer, I know you liked Pillars. We talked about that on one of the other parts of this goatee podcast um so you will like pillars too but i think it's it would be like pushing a boulder up a hill and trying even if i'd finished it to try to get this group to get into a ostensibly what is a computer rpg i mean you guys know what it is but if you haven't played it a modern computer rpg um of that classic Baldur's gate style but it is really really good obsidian is going to get theirs next year with outer worlds yeah outer worlds is looking really cool looks fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah um, we can cut Pro Office Calculator. <laughs> it's a cool thing. It's not not a top ten. Can we game. also cut Jeff Bezos then? We're not there yet. That's a pretty 2018 ass game. I kind of want to hold off just a moment. <laughs> um, um, how, do, how do we feel about Minute? Since I've just started playing it, I think Nick, you probably voted for this because you finished it, right? Uh, I don't think I voted for it. Someone did. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. <laughs> um, I did. I did vote for it. Uh, I actually don't think this is a top ten game. Soundtrack's awesome, but that's yeah. not enough. I, I I didn't feel all that satisfied by the time I finished it. I started the second quest. I didn't really care. It's got a really cool look, but in terms of like you know that one bit black and white art style, there's another game that does a lot more with it this year. And with the time, uh, the concept, I think Thirty Second Hero does it better. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, it's cool. It's a really chill game. Yeah, it's not a bad game, but it's just it doesn't feel that remarkable comparatively. Mm-hmm. Feels like a game jam game, to be honest. Mm. Probably was. Mm. Yeah, it's how, fine. How about um, let's get through some more of the ones that we have one nomination for and see if they keep going. Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Well, I. I downloaded that after it was announced at this E3 this year ahead of mm-hmm. Life is Strange 2 that it would be out and available. Um, and it's a completely free standalone in the universe of Life is Strange. But um, since I haven't started Life is Strange 2, I don't know how the plot of this standalone story carries into the sequel. But uh, you play a young boy out in Eugene. So still in Oregon, so it's kind of nice. But it takes place in uh, this trailer uh, with this shitty dad um, who's a drunk. and your Oh, so Springfield. Yep, so this is outside, somewhere outside of Springfield, Oregon. Um, Eugene has plenty of shitty people, too. 
outside of Oregon, just let's just say anywhere in Oregon, it's possible that this story takes place. There are um, shitty people everywhere. So you're like, I think nine or 10 and, uh, it's a very pretty short experience, but it does, uh, what life is strange did well in a shorter amount of time of building a character, introducing a sort of element of tragedy and emotion and connection to the character who is this kid and you get to play with his toys and invent stories. And he loves to role play as this captain spirit character he created by finding stuff around the house and in the garage to put on and all through the background subtext of your dad is super depressed. He used to be a sports star. And like, um, after your mom died in a tragic hit and run, he's like lost kind of sight of his life by trying to pursue the hit and run driver that the police never found. You read all these letters about the kind of tragic background of your dad trying to find who killed your mom from that hit and run. And then he started drinking and he lost his job at the mill and blah, 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 blah. So it's very short burst. And it introduces that magical realism at the end where like you fall out of your tree house, but you end up kind of levitating yourself. And I think it's the boys that are the protagonists of two see you. So again, I don't know how that connects, but anyway, it was really well done for a short burst of a story. Um, I was connected to it, and it made me want to play Life is Strange 2, which I haven't picked up yet. So I, I liked it, but I don't know if it's a game of the year. Okay. So I think we could probably drop it. I mean, it sounds interesting. Yeah, it's... Yeah, we can hold on to it for now, but I don't think it's going to place anywhere compared to everything else we have. Okay. How do you feel if we cut Slay the Spire just because I'm not going to push for it this year? Yeah, I haven't played it. Sounds good. I think it's really cool. Uh, I also think that Dicey Dungeons is doing a lot of the same stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which is not out until next year, which is why it's not on here. Uh, Slay the Spire is a lot more robust, but yeah. Uh, looks really cool. I think it's going to be a game that you want to play on Switch. What is Strange Brigade? Strange Brigade is a, um, a competent if... Eh, it's competent. It's got a good style. It's basically a up to four player co-op game. It's maybe a little problematic. It's very pulp 1920s um, comic book style. You know, gentleman and gentle lady adventurers, that type of deal. Uh, good game. I would remove it from contention. I'm going to try to go to the map for um, for Battletech, uh, even mm-hmm. though I realize that's an extremely uphill battle in this group, especially considering Nick did not even know it was tied to Mech Warrior at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we can remove Strange Brigade. I'm going to hold on to Battletech for just a little bit longer. Sure. I did play like two hours of Battletech, and I liked it, so I at least tried it. I wish my okay, computer well, could that... run it. That is a problem for Tyler, and I respect that. Uh, same. I feel bad. I just completely forgot about it until now. Um, it's very yeah, good. I, I, I believe you. And, you know, I I had very fleeting experiences with the Mech Warrior series as a kid and as a teenager, but they were real positive. So um, I will I would love to hear your argument for that when okay. we get to well, it. Well, we'll hold on to it for now. And, you know, when, when it comes time to cut it, it comes time to cut okay. it. And now it's getting a little more difficult. Um, <laughs> I think we can cut the Haunted Island of Frog Detective game. Yep. It's, it's great. It's pleasant. Check it out. No problem. 
Let me know how it goes. I want more games like that. And there will be more Frog Detective games. You will have to clean the bottom of that off. Um, What about Yoku's? Yeah, I was going to say... Yoku's Island Express. Somebody... That was Tower's Push, I think. I like it a lot. I think it's incredibly charming. It's a, it's basically a Metroidvania uh, Sonic spinball. <laughs> but it's important to note there was a Metroid Prime pinball at one point, which was not actually <laughs> was a very different a game. Metroidvania game, like no, no, it wasn't. I'm just being an ass. But... <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very cute. I think it it plays well and it does imaginative things because there's quests and I liked interacting with the different characters. Your little bug uh, has a little horn that he can just spontaneously blow whenever you want to. Like a little like party favor like which is kind of cute and adorable. And I, I know Nick didn't like the game. Uh, I think it's charming as hell. It's a really great come down from like more serious games. After like throwing myself at the wall of dead cells for hours and hours to have something that you basically can't die in was a bit of a relief. It was just like, oh, I can just like go through this at my pace. I don't have to worry about something constantly trying to murder me. Is it in your personal top ten? Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, certainly. Not in like the top top of my top ten, but it's it's in mm-hmm. my list of favorite experiences I had this year. I didn't. I didn't dislike it necessarily. I just didn't really. For me, the pinball and the exploration stuff didn't quite click during the demo, and that's why I stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would love to hear a little bit more about where it goes and how it evolves I, to get a sense of. If I would it's say occasionally uh, it might be a little bit frustrating, but those sequences usually do not last very long. So okay. the few times that like I didn't initially get to the place I wanted to get using the pinball, like it did not take me a long amount of time i never like shut off the game in frustration like oh i can't do this it's just like mm-hmm. okay i'm just gonna try this a few more times okay um i'll offer up to cut nino kuni just because i think uh like one of the last big jrpgs that we put on the list final fantasy 15 it did enough to change uh the mechanics of classic final fantasies slash jrpgs to warrant its placement um along with being like a pretty decent game nino kuni does nothing to change jrpgs themselves but it is a really good one and i like the characters in the world and the story that it told um being kind of unflinchingly optimistic in the face of evil you know which sounds tropey and it is but at the time i played that it was a nice kind of um, chaser to all the shit that is going on in the real world right now and not being like oh we have to make our rpg kind of like edgy and cool because uh you know everything sucks it was nice to see a naive seemingly child protagonist want to build a kingdom where everybody is accepted and do that throughout the course of the game doesn't it start and with a the nuclear game bomb in a positive way. destroying the real world yeah it starts really fucked up in the real world where the president is in a motorcade going to a city at a UN summit, and then there's a nuclear explosion, and then when he wakes up, he's in the world of Nino Kuni. It's a hell of a JRPG intro. Yeah. So, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I would like everyone to try it, and especially it. We missed the chance here, but I think that could have been a great continuation in the argument of like of a mm. sequel. It is so much better than the first yeah. Nino Kuni. 
I, I'm hesitant to cut it because of what you said, you know, in the year that we just all lived through, like, we need more optimistic games and we need more games that like thoughtfully, you know, put you in positions that aren't just like extremely rote generic, like JRPG, you have to kill God and also like brood a lot, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a very different thing. So I don't know. I mean, if you want to cut it, that's your, your call here since you're the one pushing either way for it. But yeah, like the kingdom building mechanic is cool and your recruitment mechanic uh, of going, Mm -hmm. And basically filling that kingdom that you've built with people, either that can be in your party or just like be taking your, uh, be working at your armory or at your lumber mill and all that. But each of them have a distinct personality. A lot of them you have to do quests for to get you to get them to join your kingdom. And it, it kind of reminds me of Suikoden in that way. Um, not because there's 108 playable characters, but because there are tons of characters that you meet, recruit, satisfy their needs for, and you get kind of connected to each one of them. So it, it kind of hit that good stride. But um, I don't know. Considering the rest of our list, I feel like it's going to be pretty top-heavy with some good contenders that, I, yeah. if anything, it, might, it could be a number 10 on my list. Uh, so I just don't think the rest of you would want to put it there so i think we can drop it i can make an honorable mention okay how about if we shift gears for a bit and try and pick out a few that we think are going to be on there no matter what just to free up our brains a bit sure all right and then we go back to squeeze the middle (laughs) yeah celeste seems like one to me yeah it belongs somewhere on this list spider-man seems like one to me i agree May I continue on a roll and suggest Hitman 2? Hmm. <laughs> Hitman 1 seems like the better game. I think in terms of impact and looking retro at, retrospectively, then we did miss our chance to put Hitman. But Hitman 2 is good. Uh, I just don't Let know. Let me put it I'll put it a little further down on this maybe block list. <laughs> Nothing here is permanent, by the way. I think that Into the Breach should be on our top 10 list. I think it absolutely should. Yep. Some might say it's the best game of the year. Some might. I don't know who those people are. I just never uh, got hooked enough on Steam, unfortunately. I got it. I don't know that anything else is a... Dead Cells? It, I feel like that's somewhere in the middle where definitely... I feel like it probably should be in the top 10. You don't I don't think know if Oprah it'll... Den should be? I think it should, but I don't know if it's going to hang. I'm looking for things where it's like consensus is going to keep this thing here, mm. mostly. God of War? It's not on my top ten, but I wouldn't be surprised if it makes ours. It seems like it should be, just from what I've been hearing. Yeah. Hollow Knight, since we fought hard to get it onto this list because we missed it last year. I think Hollow Knight belongs. I Do definitely... We? Go ahead. No. I was going to say, I definitely, I want Red Dead to have a place, but I'm not saying that that means anywhere above, like, the very bottom of the list. But I I would find it hard to not at least consider it for right now. Mm -hmm. Um, What about Donut County? Do you guys like the game that much? I like it a lot. I don't think it's top ten. 
I think it's borderline top 10. I, I like the style. I like what it's got. I'll put it way down here. Okay. It sounds like um, Dead Cells will be really something at least Tyler will push, right? Yeah, I'll put it right here in the middle-ish. Um, yeah, I know Tyler's going to push Dead Cells, and I think he just dropped back out and in for a second, so that's why I was suggesting it, because I know everybody else has played enough to suggest. Mm-hmm. Aaron, do we I think see... Oberden's probably on there. Do we see Red What's Dead that? making this list? Um, yeah, if you didn't uh, hear what I mentioned, I was saying I I want to at least still for now consider it, but that would mean probably not like above a 10 placement at, or at the bottom of the list. I think it, it has problems, but it just feels like there's too much there to just ignore, but it could also be a really great honorable mention for me if it comes to that. So. I think I was... That's how I feel about Smash. I think I was very lukewarm on Red Dead early on, and having finished uh, the main campaign now, I've heated up a bit more. I just think it's unfortunate yeah. how long it takes to get to that state. Yeah. And similarly, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like, I think there's a lot of filler in that game, but I think the highs are really high. Because you jump off of them, right? <laughs> no. <sighs> I I find it so. And for Odyssey too, I'm I have a vested interest at the moment of keeping on the list because I feel like we missed out on putting Origins somewhere on the list before. And I think this is it's an improvement because... in Origins, in fact. Right. I it, so it, I would I would. Agree it speaks a lot to my faith in the in the future of that franchise in a way that like. I thought it was kind of probably going to go the way of the Dodo uh, after Syndicate. I feel like what they call Assassin's Creed now is not Assassin's Creed to me anymore, and I just can't find the appeal for myself. But I know that for a lot of people, like especially Aaron and Tyler, like this is these are games that you feel like are moving in a good direction and are really satisfying and doing things that probably previous games in the series didn't do as well. So I'm willing to hear it. I just I don't see it. Yeah, Assassin's Creed, as you knew it, is completely gone. So that yeah. that is the thing you have to rectify in accepting the current direction. And in some ways, that's and a I have good to come thing. To terms with the fact. I know I have to come to terms with the fact that oh wait maybe I like that alien bullshit way too much. <laughs> like that's not great. well. There's some there's alien bullshit in Odyssey. Let me tell you, <laughs> there's a lot of it. <laughs> okay, well now you got my attention again. Yeah, <laughs> they like they kind of backed off. Not to get down on a tangent, but they backed off a little bit in Origins. There's always something there about them, but Odyssey, they kind of like go right back for the jugular. So it, it doesn't reach the heights of uh, two and Brotherhood's batshit insanity, but it goes places. Men dying to prevent global overheating or whatever the fuck that was in 2012. But yeah, did anyone play Beat Saber? No. Didn't Spencer? I think I played it once. You're yeah. muted, by the way. I am muted. I played it once, and I enjoyed it. I don't know that it's totally groundbreaking, but it is good. It's a good rhythm game. I guess that this is an honorable mention for me. The songs that come with it are not that good. It's mm. the fact that there's already a custom scene that's really, really strong and has a bunch of really fun, good tracks in there that are extremely not licensed and extremely illegal, but <laughs> awesome. And that way that Step Mania was like 10 years ago. Ah, uh, okay. It, and that plus VR, it's just the, one of the most natural feeling VR games. As a rhythm game junkie, it's one of the most satisfying 
feeling games where like hitting the beats feels really tactile and appealing um it's it'll be an honorable mention but it's it's really cool okay doug how do you feel about yakuza 6 do you want to push it this year i mean i can back you at least in part i just haven't finished it i think it deserves to be quite possibly the bottom of the top 10 which seems to be where a lot of my stuff gets stuck (laughs) (laughs) you just don't know your games maybe or our, our lack of charity. Yeah. Uh, probably both. No, I'm um, it's just our lack of charity. I think overall Yakuza 0 had a bigger impact and might have been a better full story for everything else. But 6 is still very good. Puts a very good bow, hopefully, on QDU's story. Mm-hmm. Tells a good story in and of itself. Makes a good transition to a new engine has some interesting places to visit and good enough side story content. So I, it's the Halo I think it's worthy to be discussed. He finishes the fight. <laughs> Quite possibly. I do feel like we, I feel like we did Yakuza zero dirty by not putting it on last year's list. You know, the funny thing is I liked six more than I like zero. I like zero. Oh, okay. I, I did. I finished it. Um, it took me a while, but six, the narrative, I don't know. I like I find six interesting that I care about Kiryu's journey with now only the second game I've ever actually played in a Yakuza series, and the whole like dad aspect is you know is more interesting than just I am like ex Yakuza dude. And even though Kiryu Kiryu was always more than just that through these games, um, him Haruka and taking care of her kid and just like the whole uh, journey, I think it is pretty. Re- redeeming that i played up to so mm. far so i think it's a good game and it's a good yakuza game all right i think we keep it for now yeah i um, mean if it winds up being 12th if it winds up being ninth i can see either possibly happening i yeah. think it's worth the arguments and yeah. i think it does stand on its own merits not just as a charity case because you missed out on the better game last year <laughs> it sounds like aaron thinks this is the better game so you know you don't have to say that necessarily yeah, it's just, and it's, in fact saying that kind of hurts your argument yeah, oh, shit. Uh, I'm gonna cut the missing because, like I said, the only thing I liked about that was the ending, really. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and if you missed out on that, uh, no pun, but we discussed that during the category section where we talk about the end of that game and how the very affecting ending of the missing is earned by the whole gameplay being pretty masochistic. Yeah. Okay, I say we we apply the screws to Nick for a couple of these. We've got <laughs> Delta Rune, Delta Rune. Uh, Wander Song, and I'm assuming Florence because I'm not going to put that up there. Delta Rune. These are all my like happy place games. Why are we <laughs> taking them all up to the firing range right now? Because you're in the bad place, not the good place. <laughs> Don't spoil it's this not for me. Nick's top um, ten happy place games. That's I mean, the separate list he's making for his competing blog. Choose your dialogue. I mean, we'll your happy place. Nick's happy place is actually a very different website, but. <laughs> It's for adults oh. only. Private browsing Which, tab. All right, Aaron, I'm going to ask you to pick one that you want me to try and defend first. <laughs> okay. Um, I think Labo by itself has enough, uh, like, as a concept, I think that has enough sea legs to stand for now. So I would like to hear Wander's song just because I only heard about it through you the other day and I just don't know anything else about it. Honestly, I haven't played enough to be able to really go to the map for it. But the first couple chapters I played are just wildly clever it's like 
if Adventure Time was good, <laughs> this is what it would be. What the Which fuck was that? Statement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Adventure Time. Yeah, he wants apparently. to just get that in on any opportunity. Tune in well, next time, that listeners, bridge. when Nick shits on Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> I've never seen it. Fucking Adventure Time catching a stray over here. I was going to say something like, oh, that'd be like Nick saying that Star Wars sucks, but I feel like this crowd is mixed enough to where they'd be like, yeah, well, it does suck. So. No, Star Wars is great. Episode 8 is the best movie in the series. What? Right. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> that or Empire. It's one of those two. What about, okay, so what about Florence <laughs> we, then? I we told just turned you Tyler into a Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> so Florence I, is kind of like the last Jedi. Of, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Put that on uh, the back of the box, uh, Mountains. Here's how I'm looking at it. Of all these games, uh, as a tactician, I would sooner cut uh, Deltarune Chapter 1 or Lavo than cut Florence. Okay, and um, cut Deltarune. Hey, hold on. Aaron liked Deltarune. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck you. That's um, weird, because on this list, yeah. it looks like Deltarune only has one vote. Well, apparently nobody fucking voted for anything, Spencer. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's, you just see him... Slowly, the counts are going up. <laughs> but Aaron, I mean, Aaron played Deltarune. I guess he didn't vote for it. But well, I just, I, I, I know I've done this before, so it's going to sound hypocritical. But I'm saying about now in the present, I have problems with trying to push games I haven't finished. Like I've done That's that fair. before, but like in the example of Skyward Sword, which I did admit in a previous podcast, and we we're relitigating that that was a mistake. I hadn't fully finished the game, but what I had played at the time was like 75 percent of it, and I felt pretty good about it. But like. Delta Rune, I feel I would have to finish all of it to f- properly appreciate it, but I am enjoying what I'm playing. Like Susie is an awesome character, the music is great. Um, I enjoy. What about Lancer? Lancer's real good too, Lancer's right? Lancer's great. Yeah. 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 So I've already laughed a couple times, and it does that. Uh, what Undertale did well of just kind of lampooning a lot of gaming tropes and fantasy tropes, and you know it is what it is, but. Uh, I just haven't finished it, so I can't really like fully defend it. But I can I blow you, can I blow your mind for a sec? Yeah, Ralsei is an anagram for Asriel. <laughs> Boom, connection. Oh shit, man! This is you. Welcome to Undertale Conspiracy Podcast. I need like yep. a Bye. crickets soundboard. My other <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Well, what about Lava? Are, do you actually see it being on the top ten? And I don't disagree no. with you because conceptually, like, it's a cool thing and it's so new. It almost seems like it by default it gets some brownie points. But do you? We don't give Nintendo I enough credit. Like done it. I think that Nintendo is going to have a good ass year. Um, Not by my it, stock price. Well, foof. Well, hey, look, sorry, capitalism speaking. Invest in cardboard. Uh, Labo is. Lobo's really cool. I've only played the variety kit, though, so I can't really speak to the robot thing, which seems really wild in its own way. Um, I feel like it's not for us, strictly speaking, but I'm, I was curious just to see what it looked like. I, I don't know anybody with kids who would have this thing of the, mm-hmm. uh, like old enough for that. So I just picked it up, and I had a blast making a few things and like also like hacking them with the tools they give you to like modify stuff and the little suggestions they give you of, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you change it so it did this instead of that? And... Um, I thought for sure Lava was going to be like the next Wii Fit in terms of like thing that I don't really get but lights the world on fire, and then it didn't. It might uh, it might be more of a slow burn, like a toy thing. Um, yeah. I was pushing it pretty hard for the holidays, I think. Yeah, Have, they haven't announced any new kits. They did. There's yes, a third one. It's a vehicles kit. Yeah, the vehicles kit got ad campaigns in Japan. 
Yep. So it's got more stuff coming. Um, I think it's really cool. I don't think it's going to hang in this top ten, just knowing our perspective. Um, well, also, and like, frankly, your priority, yeah. Would you rather keep that it, up there? It's number nine on my list. Um, I think I'm okay with just making an honorable mention, since, you know, if more of us had played it, that would have made a difference, I think. Yeah, but also it's the whole spin of, it's not really for us, because none of us have kids. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, um, like, I don't, I it's like, you know, if I, I would probably have Legos, too, if I had more space and disposable income, but this is like Apollo a Legos compromise. now, like those adult Legos that are... Like, yeah, there's nothing inherently like you can't. That's the last thing I need to be investing money into. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to the list. I think it's okay to cut Captain Spirit. I can make an honorable mention. What okay. I explained to you is basically the whole narrative. So like you understand what it is. It plays like Life is Strange, which you may or may not like. Um, but yeah, I, th- I can save it for honorable mention. It seemed very much like a, should... a prologue to me, like it, it, as, yeah. rather than a complete story. I thought it was a little bit too uh, full of like archetypes with like the alcoholic mm-hmm. dad and the whimsical child. I'm more curious to see how this fits into uh, Life is Strange 2's story mm-hmm. rather than uh, enjoying it on its own merits. Like I, I saw it definitely as like this is a teaser or an appetizer to this larger meal that we're preparing. So I'm not saying we should do this, but what if we cut Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Uh, that's harder for me just because it's a game I have played a lot of. So I have a vested interest right now in still defending it. Okay. But um, I would rather, like... Um, oh, I don't think we did cut it out, but we can make sure Nino Kuni 2, I can make that arm. I got it. Okay. I always compare Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Red Dead 2 because they're the two like massive open world games, but they do such different things well that uh, saying one is better than the other seems a bit... And God of War, arguably. I don't really see God of War as it's being not that the genre open world. of game. Yeah, it's much more hub and spoke of Spider-Man. of Assassin's Creed and Red Dead. Which did you pref- which which did you have a better time with? Really, I had more fun playing Odyssey by far. But the the story notes that uh, Red Dead hits, like Rockstar felt a lot more purposeful with what they were trying to do with Red Dead, even if they weren't always successful. Whereas Odyssey is a very much like a toy box, and there are some really fun moments, but it doesn't feel especially meaningful. Like I, I like how it keeps the Ubisoft model going and evolving, so it doesn't stagnate. I I do enjoy those games. I understand that they're not high art. I understand that in some ways it's kind of like a, a checklist or the treadmill. It's just like oh, I just want to like go and clear out the, the forts or whatever, but I have fun doing it. And I, the reason I included it on the most fun list is especially late game, when you have like all these different abilities unlo- unlocked, you feel essentially like you're a Greek god. Like, you take like no fall damage. You can fall from anywhere. You're, yeah, you're leaping all over the place. You're uh, assassinating dudes from like across the map, like chaining kills together. Like You are a mythical deity at that point. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Uh, I'll just say for Assassin's Creed Odyssey that there was a point where I climbed on a statue of Zeus and when I got to his balls, uh, Cassandra was like, I don't think I should be climbing here. And I was like, that's funny that the game thought that I would do that. It's pretty good. 
it's like good. actually what's interesting with the, you just talked about tyler um so yeah odyssey its gameplay system is much more i'll just use the word polished or its gameplay loops are more satisfying it is easier and more fun to play through the power fantasy side, especially later in the game. Like you do have all these awesome abilities and these cool skill trees, <clears throat> and it's Assassin's Creed, you know, where you get to shoot a bow and jump down on people and kill them. All that stuff that we've liked in the other games. Assassin's Creed Dead. is historical murder tourism, and right. Odyssey does a good Red job Dead. of pushing that in new directions. Red Dead is occasionally after hours of getting used to it a pain in the ass to play but it feels like uh, a satisfying journey narratively it's stubborn but where it takes you and the payoff that that journey has i think bears it has merit and i think it's something that is that high art in a way even though it's about the west and like stupid shit of all the people, uh, all the NPCs, like you know, puking or fucking or just all the, the vulgarity that are in Rockstar games. It still is trying to be high art in comparison to something like Assassin's Creed, which is uh, lowbrow but you know, super fun to play. So it's which one is more important? I don't know. I think. Does it earn any of that? Um, Red Dead. Yeah. 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 I. I, I think that the problem here is that. Whereas Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, it takes chances that Red Dead doesn't in that it looks at its predecessors, both in terms of the AC franchise and uh, just Ubi model as a whole, and it questions, like, what do we really need to keep? What do we need to adhere to here? And what can go? Whereas I don't know that Rockstar did that when they were designing Red Dead where a lot of it they seem incapable of that yeah. a lot of it feels like they're like they think they're so hot shit that they can just do things their way without the quality of their games suffering at all or they think anyone that criticizes they're like oh y'all just jealous or something like and that's isn't it kind of funny though that it's almost like they do prove that true with if we're just talking about numbers like how well to sold and the critical reception generally, even though, yes, the many many sites have been taking it, it down a peg or two. And then when online is fully released and there's a marketplace there, it's probably going to do just as great if maybe oh, I, as great as 5. I, I like, know people that already enjoy online. and so I, They don't need to worry about, like, do they make the uh, uh, running mechanic less sluggish and is their shooting, like, not that great. They don't have to care. I'm not saying that's an argument for the game, but... It is just such a weird beast, right? This yeah. machine that makes, this machine being Rockstar, makes these games, and they make them so infrequently that they don't seem to have time or they don't put investment into changing how they play. They just keep trying to polish their story, and the story, I think, is one of the best, and the characters are some of the best. That they've done. It's so, I think we also need to talk about the machine that you referred to there and what we know about how that... Right game got made i know that like and that's not to say that red dead redemption 2 and rockstar the only companies putting people through these kind of conditions but we do know what we know about them and you know i think we have to at least take that into consideration yeah when you know something it it becomes a little bit more important crunch 
like who are, I don't know. I just don't want to turn a blind eye to it when I know it's there. Um, I'm also deeply suspicious of how Ubisoft makes games because they seem to employ like entire Balkan nations <laughs> in making these things happen. Yeah. But, how many studios they have and how often they pump out games and side games. Yeah. Even Sp- like I don't know anything about Spider-Man. I'm not saying well, Insomniac routinely wins like best uh, workplace awards. Like okay, I've heard good. nothing but good things about their work environment, and also yeah. the scale of Spider-Man. What about Spider-Man? the part where they took out the puddles? That was bullshit. <laughs> God damn but the, the scale of Spider-Man is nothing uh, on the scale of Odyssey or Red Dead. Yeah, yeah. But that New York felt real to me as someone who spent a lot of time there recently right but they can pull it off because their manhattan is a much smaller uh territory than red dead's west or odyssey's greece yeah those are gigantic it's Mm. yeah it's almost apples and oranges what switching gears a little bit about the other triple a game um what about god of war and how do we feel about it from what i played I feel like that could be a game that's on this list. Mm-hmm. I didn't stick with it though because I felt I, I just my I think it, it's a player error thing where my life was too turbulent at the time and when I finally picked it up again months later I forgot everything and was pissed off at the side quest I was stuck on. It didn't have that Dragon Quest Eleven like welcome back sort of thing. I wish it did. You, they need that in most games. More yeah. games need that. Yeah, God of War is a phenomenal achievement, and if you've listened to other. Uh, parts of the podcast for game of the year this year um we kind of talked about its merits but it's uh, summing it up that it makes you give a shit about kratos from all these other god of war games is insane still like i i didn't expect this game to be any good um even when the first trailers were dropped like a couple years ago it felt like it was a last of us clone right from the way it looked of Mm -hmm. well here's your like child companion and here's a gruff old dude that they made kratos into yeah into joel like okay cool and it's a third person over the it it looks like a naughty dog game or it looked like a naughty dog game i think we've Um, talked a lot about um the story but we haven't really touched on the gameplay very much and i think that Sony did a really great job of re-evaluating, reinterpreting God of War for this new direction. Because before, it was always just kind of this also-ran uh, character action game compared to the Devil May Cry's, the Bayonetta's, the Ninja Gaiden's. Like, it didn't control as well. It just didn't flow as well. It was just very exciting. It was very visceral, it it- very bloody. And it was the Mortal Kombat to the Street Fighters that all the other yeah. ones were. Right. And now, by putting the camera tighter on, on Kratos and making the combat a little bit slower, a little bit more deliberate, I think they found a new uh, space for themselves. And I think it works a lot better now. It's wild to me that they're making Kratos atone for everything that we did through him in the pre- previous games, too. Yeah, it's it's so rare to see especially like yeah when they remade this game the god of war pedigree had significantly uh been tarnished like it wasn't what was it like ascension or some other shit game was the last one that came out a few years ago ascension yeah it was like this weird uh kind of in between story yeah so like it it wasn't at the pinnacle that it used to be even up to three's release years ago but they still the 
their desire, their willingness to take that franchise and completely rework it from the ground up and go in this more artistic direction. It worked. I mean, it's still a visceral combat game. It didn't lose that, but like Tyler said, how it changed it, how it changed the pacing, like that's it's just super impressive you, that they did this and it worked. You don't see other uh, developers, especially major publishers, willing to take those kind of risks with their cash cows. Like, this is what uh, Microsoft should have done with Halo 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what Microsoft should be doing more with Gears, arguably. Yeah, at the same time, the crap. <laughs> at the same time, I don't know that the Halo series has ever fallen quite from favor, like God of War did. Like I respect them taking the risk. At the same time, uh, they fucked up real bad. So it's not like well, it's not like this one's going to do worse. It becomes way easier. Like well, nobody cares about this franchise anymore, so now we can experiment. I feel like Halo 4 and 5 are big fuck-ups, but maybe that's just my skewed perception. That was the impression well, I had. 5 but... was mechanically really good. The story is nuts, but um, it's better than 4 by a wide margin. Yeah. Halo 5 story sounds like a bad Metal Gear game. Yeah, it's hard. It, 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 it's, it feels like a bad Metal <laughs> Gear It's hard to drop that comparison directly because God of War doesn't have a multiplayer component to lean back on. Like, yeah. I don't think Ascension was bad. Well done, I just yeah. thought it was kind of pointless. Yeah. And also, like, earlier God of War games, like the ones that people really lauded and respected at the time, also had some really fucked up problematic stuff, like the sex yeah. mini games, where, and like the way you could, like, just execute these, like, half naked women for, like, health, health orbs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, that was that was also what was surprising to me, is they removed those parts, and I'm, I'm trying to search through my memory of playing this God of War this year if they, there were any problematic aspects. And I don't think there were in that way. Like, I'm not saying there was, weren't still sexualized depictions of women. I'm just not thinking of them. But The worst would probably like, be the fridging of uh, Atreus' mom. Like, the, she's never really right. given much development. She's just, like, a MacGuffin she's to dead. keep the two moving throughout the story. I do think it's better, though, that they, she's just dead when the story starts. They don't talk about what happened, at least not so far. They don't show it happening. Die, there know. are no flashbacks. It's just like, this is something that happened, and we are left to fill in the gaps of how the hell did Kratos marry somebody or, like, find someone to love, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's, let's uh, make that dating minigame. <laughs> Boy. Toby Fox can make that game. Woman. The Kratos Otome um, game. um i think god of war probably stays in contention here um yeah Uh, we got a lot of really good games left how are we how passionate are we about you are jeff bezos just because we haven't i'm not i thought it was a funny joke that works well once is this a message nominee like if it's on the list it's like we get it capitalism sucks we played the game about it and we're pretty cool like or do we like, what about the game makes it stick out that we think 10 years from now, if we looked at our list? It, just in theory. I know that's completely... I don't hard. think it's a top 10 game. I think it's no. more of just like a, wow, here's the tenor of the times, but it doesn't really do a lot with it beyond just... I think very shrewdly and efficiently kind of points out all these different things that Jeff Bezos could spend his money on to help society. And also, what would happen if someone assumed his identity and began to spend all his money as fast as possible it's, and the game acknowledges this too but even from a message standpoint like it understands like his wealth is not liquid wealth it's not like he could literally go out yeah, and buy right. the world right there's now. there's no scrooge mcduck pile of 150 billion dollars no maybe just like two billion i think we cut it but it's an honorable mention for me 
Yeah. And it's, if you're listening and you important. haven't played it yet, go go check it out. It's about five minutes of your time. It's well worth it. It's free. And if you didn't hate capitalism already, oh you God. will soon. Um, I would drop. I would consider dropping Hitman. No, no. Okay. That, we I did. Just, just we did, did the last my one toe dirty. In, dipping my toe. You know, I still think that Blood Money was better. What? Okay. Get out. Uh, okay. I'm gonna flip some tables. I don't. I actually think Every, everybody has been sequentially thrown out of this call. <laughs> <laughs> we keep I, coming no, back. I'm, I'm fucking with you. Hitman 2016 was the best Hitman game, and that's a series I like. Okay. What I mean, about not, uh, Donut County? I and I haven't played two, so I can't talk about it. Defend so, Donut County. Uh, charming. It's it's it. It to me is the most Los Angeles ass thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, that sounds terrible. That sounds like something I don't <laughs> want on my top ten. <laughs> yeah, why? Why is that? Because I have friends in LA, and when I hear them talk about like life there and everything, it's just like, oh wow, you all know you're living in like basically the early image of the apocalypse, and yet well, you. It's not so much Los Angeles as the Valley. Yeah. It's just a, I don't know. It's a simple mechanic that works in clever ways. It's not as fully developed as I would like. Yeah. Um, the story is tight and efficient and clever. The characters are strong despite being pretty minimalistic. Um, the whole notion, just the absurdity and the kind of almost like magical realism of it is pretty great. In yeah, magical realism is a good term for it. Yeah. Like the it's fact just... that it's, and it's, that ra- it's raccoons that are driving all this. Uh, the fact yeah. that you have a, a duck icon you can push in your text messages and just keep mashing it if you want, and sometimes it'll push a, send a duck back to you. No, they will always push a duck back to you. <laughs> it's it's just a bunch of goofy shit. Like it's a game made by someone who's like, I want to, I'm going to indulge some ideas here, and mm-hmm. I I like those ideas. And the fact I that I like, like it more than I did, I think that's why I'm so critical of it. Is I did you get all the way? It. Okay. Yeah, I got to the credits. Um, with the quadricopter credits and <laughs> spoilers yeah i i mean i didn't dislike it but i was expecting for it to be more endearing than it was so i don't know mm. i found yeah, it pretty endearing but... i found yeah. it pretty endearing i just found if you're going to crit- be critical of the gameplay side like the curve is very flat and then it ramps up a tiny bit and then it ramps up a bit more for the very end it's it's not much for the gameplay but yeah. yeah what like what it all like a presents quest it's not hard at all like this kind of little like indie game yeah half half the fun of it is sucking stuff up into the hole only to see what the definition of it is and the trashpedia the trashpedia yeah. is one of the best things of the year oh we forgot <laughs> to put that on the norm read oh damn it uh, the descriptions in there are just so acerbic and raw and funny yeah i don't know i love that part i got the achievement for reading everything in there same which says a lot about me uh, we can probably cut it. Yeah, I would see it at the bottom of the top ten, but it, 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 yeah, if this it is seems how it's like gone, a very it's... strong honorable mention anyway. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely ex- mentioning it. Okay, Me so too. I'm going to explain why I'm not willing to let go of BattleTech just yet. Okay, and then we can do another pass, and then probably at that point, no, 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 <laughs> we're still resisting it. Then I'll I'll give up on it. Don't weaken your Spencer. It's too soon for your self esteem to be this low already. <laughs> I just started a new job. I've been in a relationship for over a year, and yet. So don't even tell me what I can or can't do. And you have um, a mech game. You're right There's that white man confidence we've been waiting yeah, for. Yeah, there it is. There Jesus. it is. Um, so 
Telltale, not Telltale, Jesus Christ. It's been a long <laughs> Telltale Hair Brain Schemes. <laughs> Hair Brain Schemes started out with a. Um, it was like, hey, we're these guys. We got all the old uh, FASA licenses. We're going to do some cool stuff with them. And yeah. they came out with the uh, Shadowrun games. Those were solid. It's like, okay, but, you know, this is a competent. You know, isometric tactical RPG stories really good. They were on an upward okay, trajectory. They were on an upward trajectory, and then it was like, "Hey, uh, we're going to do something with BattleTech." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Well, you know, um, the Mech Commander games were both, you know, two D isometric. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, it's in good hands. It's going to be a solid title. Um, what I what we got instead was maybe the most faithful representation of Battletech style combat just ever done. It's this perfect turn-based tactical game. Um, it is on par with, if not um, superior to XCOM uh, for me. The way each battle plays out is so reliant on attrition that it's less, okay, what am I, like, am I, can I make it through this match perfectly? And more, okay, I'm going to move this guy in front so his arm gets blown off instead of me losing another pilot because I've already lost two and I can't lose another pilot. Um, it's visually gorgeous. Like, they they really outdid themselves with the engine. Um, honestly, it is just a spectacular tactical game. And I, I, I highly recommend it to everybody. And yeah. It, it, it shows a whole lot of promise going from, oh, they're going to do a competent and good game um, with this license to, oh, man, they can really, really make something just not not just good, not just faithful to the license, but visually and uh, mechanically spectacular. I just really wish I had something that could play it because it sounds extremely right, my yeah. jam. It, uh, it, it probably is. Do you think they'll um, ever port it anywhere? They never ported any Maybe of the Shadowrun games. They yeah, never they did, could. and they totally could. Hmm. Um, oh, it'd be a good Switch game. <laughs> but uh, in any case, yeah, it's it's worth considering. Ultimately, um, it occupies the same kind of space as Into the Breach. I would say it's much prettier, and it's less of a puzzle game, though that is not a diss on Into the Breach by any means. Um, there, but we'll come back around. There are games I see on this list I would rather see off than Battletech. Okay. Yeah, to your point, Spencer, I remember hearing about it. I didn't have the same connection to the historical series, but I was super impressed with the ambition they had in the game and what mm -hmm. they developed compared to just being, like you said, it could just be 2D isometric, doing more of the Shadowrun stuff, which I never really got into their games. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm so. It's hard for me to get into tactical uh, strategy games generally, but I liked what I played the the bit that I played, so I can respect it. Okay. I am just now learning that this is a tactical strategy game, not a mech piloting game. <laughs> and I would have played the hell out of this game if I'd known that. Nick, I oh, Nick. I'm sorry. I just I, I literally had no idea until I opened the Steam page, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, there is going to be um, a one of those in theory, but uh, <laughs> that too. 
Uh, Mech Mech, uh, Warrior 5 is supposed to come out next year. So there is that. But uh, this was the technical game. This sounds really good. It's really, really good. Even if we we don't end up um, considering it this year, I still strongly recommend it. If you have something that can play it, absolutely play it. I just my only fear here is I don't want this to come down to we can only have one game about piloting mechs in a tactical viewpoint. On but the do list. we want two games? I, no, I we think can't I think mechs. we need to max out like I am any year that is not at least fifty percent mech piloting tactical <laughs> games is good that we fail. If I'm, <laughs> you mean every year? <laughs> I mean this year we have a chance to do at least twenty percent. Yeah, so. see, we're we're stepping mm. it up. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, does have a mech sequence that's pretty dope too. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's like, so what about it's like every... Tetris effect? Sorry, Deb. No, I was going to say every year is the year of Luigi, except not ironic. The year of the mech, <laughs> every year. This is the year of the Waluigi, which is why everything feels so fucked up. Oh. Is, is anyone going to keep Tetris effect for a top ten? I like not, the idea not... of Tetris effect, but I don't have anything to play it. What if they I found mean, a way to make te- you want to play Tetris again? They they made a Tetris game that made me tear up, and I don't know how to explain that. But um, I'm I'm not laughing at your emotion, just at, in the complete <laughs> abstract. That's funny to me. Isn't that just the wildest fucking thing? Oh my god! Even the ending without VR, like it's a game that got my girlfriend to just audibly say "Wow." Yeah. And I didn't. I played, I played I, the full game. I played the the, the tech. There's, no. there's a joke there. Yeah, Spencer's yeah. on it. I'm I'm so sorry. To, I just to be like. I, Played a game that made my girlfriend or got my girlfriend pregnant is immediately there. I would happily raise Tetris Tetra- Effect's uh, bastard baby. <laughs> that baby would be so so hip. Um, it's it's a it's a wonderful little game. Uh, it is the best playing Tetris game since the Game Boy version, in my opinion. Um, I guess the DS one is really good too. So. Uh, where it, uh, what is it playable on? PS4. Is it VR only? No, no. I okay. played through the whole game on a TV. Um, but I'm willing to bet bet on the basis of Resident. It will eventually come to PC, but it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, I would I would expect it's a temporary exclusive, and the VR may be exclusive to PSVR just because that's how Resident Evil Seven worked. But mm. um, the VR is not essential. It's really nice. It gets you way the hell in there. But the most important thing is just put on some good headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, that really did it for me. Uh, it's it's great. I don't think it's going to be in our top ten, honestly. Uh, it's a high honorable mention for me, though. What about Delta Rune? How do you feel about it right now? Not ready to let go, of Delta Rune. Ah, you got to go let go sometime. It's I don't understand. I I all, here's what I want. I don't care if it's on the <laughs> list. I just want to reach one of you and help you understand why these games are so important and so good. This is Undertale all next year. over again. And, <laughs> and you're just. Yeah, it is. That's Delta Rune, buddy. <laughs> I just yeah. get it, man. I don't. I, I don't get it. I suspect what's happening is that I'm being lumped into these fandoms that people hate so much mm-hmm. that surround these games, and you're assuming that I've been kind of like, I don't like know, not looking at these things objectively. Yeah. Uh, when sincerely, <laughs> I I've, I'm on my fifth playthrough of Undertale this year, and I still love that game to death. And Delta Wait, Rune fifth is... this year? No, overall. I didn't okay. hate Undertale. I just didn't like how it played. I'm hoping that playing it on Switch will improve things for me. It's a lot easier to play with a stick, I think. <laughs> I was about um, to fear there that I have the same thing with Delta Rune. Like it's 
it's fine, but I just don't. I am enjoying enjoy it. these games. I just didn't care enough about Undertale to get the like true pacifist ending and re- like I I had just a great time playing through it as I did without that true ending. I understand that there's more to it than that, but I think that's where it loses me is like you don't get it unless you do it this way. And like I just can't I don't have time for that. Like I feel that's more annoying. But I still really liked it and I definitely am enjoying Deltarune the hour I've played. So like the nice thing about Deltarune is your choices have no impact on the game. Yeah. So like I'm not I'm not arguing against you. I'm kinda more on your side than not with these games and what Toby Fox does, but I just think it's kinda I don't know. I just don't know if it's a top ten game. I think I'm also willing to wait until this is a finished game and see how it all stands up. I think that would be a more interesting conversation. Yeah, I think that's the more appropriate situation. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. It's one of my favorite things this year, and I'm happy to make an honorable mention. It's similar to Captain Spirit in that it's setting up something grander. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, the the ending of Deltarune, though. I don't want to mention it here, but god, it's just every bit as fucked up as Undertale, and I'm excited about that. Good. <laughs> so you were a little, you weren't so um, bullish on Oberdin earlier. Do, you, do you want? Do we want to argue for it being? On the oh, list? I think it's a top ten game for sure. I just didn't want to talk about okay. it then. <laughs> do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, let's talk about Oberdin. You want to talk about it, buddy? Okay, bud. How do you feel about Oberdin? I think Oberdin is one of the five best games of the year. I wouldn't disagree with that. My top, like, I feel like I only have a top five this year, if I'm being honest. The bottom yeah. five would, on a personal list would just be filler. But in my top five, I would say it's on there. I, I just, I, the experience I had playing through it, and I will admit, after solving, like, I don't know, 65% of the things, I ended up looking up basic hints to finish the rest just because I wanted to get through it. So I know that detracts from some of the genius of figuring out yourself but i still enjoyed the fuck out of it even getting those hints i took a couple hints too and i know that's like anathema to me but i just i needed a little bit of a nudge here and there and Mm -hmm. there's a really good hints guide on steam that doesn't give anything away it's right i think that's the one i used yeah yeah so Uh, yeah i it is one of it's just it feels like a monumental achievement and i don't use that lightly or totally with hyperbole just like what the fuck is this game it shouldn't work. It does. And it's just unique and fresh and new. And obviously the work of somebody extremely talented, which yeah. we shouldn't be surprised. I will, Lucas Pope is one of the most ambitious game developers out there. I will say that while I thought Papers, Please had better tone control, I think Oberdin mm-hmm. is a more successful video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It's way too easy to flame out. Of, all right, I like that Oberdin doesn't have a fail state so much. Because it's way too easy to not get far enough to really get the message of uh, Papers, Please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Oberdin has to be on this list. We're, we're we have, pretty close. We have yeah. 14 at the moment. Let me let me go through what we have right now for our listeners who are not able to look at our, our Google document along with us. So we have, in no particular order, we have Celeste, Marvel Spider-Man, God of War, Hitman 2, Into the Breach... Hollow Knight, Dead Cells, Return of the Oberdin, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Yakuza 6, Battletech, Red Dead Redemption 2, Florence, and Tetris Effect. Those are still on the board, as it were. I feel like the weakest the the weakest members of the herd right now are probably Odyssey, Redemption, 
um, BattleTech, as Spencer already said, but I'm not also rooting against it. BattleTech and probably Into the Breach or no Florence. Mm-hmm. I, I don't actually. I'm not willing to vote for Dead Cells, but I know Tyler's passionate about it. Um, and Yakuza Six, I really enjoy it, but I haven't finished it. And I would probably keep Assassin's Creed and Red Dead Redemption over Yakuza. I think I'd be willing to let Florence go, um, which is actually what the game's about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You've won. This was the actually the final. Act. Finally, this is the final act. I knew it. Um, Check your front door. You I think that. I think that Simago and other mobile devs have done this before, and it's a really, really nice execution on that. It's a really great little short story. Um, it's sweet. I think people should play it. Um, and you know, you may not like it. It may not resonate with you. Um, but it's three bucks, and it's well made. It's coming this way. Yeah. I don't regret. Playing. <laughs> oh. Actually, does do you? Do Damn people it, Tyler. use Switch screen for touch controls for games? I did that with Garo Goa, and it was okay. But uh, it sucks for Darkest Dungeon. Okay. I was just going to say, like, Florence requires a lot of touch interaction, so I don't know if it would translate well. I think it's a really good phone game. I was um, I was half-joking, but yeah, there are uh, phone ports <laughs> to uh, Switch. Yeah, quite a few. Um, I think End of the Breach is absolutely on this list, too, so I'm not ready to cut that. So then, like, so I feel like we're taking Spider-Man as a, as a given because nobody said anything against it, but does anybody want to make a case against it from being anywhere on the list? I don't think so, but I just wanted to check. It's too good. They did yeah. too much good stuff. You know what? It might, end up, it might end up fifth or sixth or seventh. It may end up number one or number two. I don't know. But I think it deserves to be in it. I think it's a guarantee in the top ten. Yeah. Be three. I won't speak yeah, against it as four. long as we're still cutting games like once we start mm-hmm. deciding ranks then sure. i might be able to criticize it but not mm-hmm. yeah so what Let's... about hitman 2 dead cells and hollow knight about them staying i mean we could say the same for but like i feel like we haven't talked a lot about those of those three hollow knight i'm not uh all that interested in uh dead cells i would probably fight the hardest for but hitman 2 uh continues to do what i loved about hitman season one and that largely got ignored because of its season format, whereas this is uh, five brand new, very well-made levels. Uh, I think it's great that they provide really uh, seamless integration with season one content. Yeah. And I think that they've made some really excellent improvements in terms of the UI, the way information is presented to you, uh, explaining to you like how the uh, game works, basically. I think that this is an improvement on that Hitman model, and I think that it's amazing what IO continues to do with uh, a franchise that uh, was pretty much on its last legs prior to the previous game. And that was, they got sold off by Square Enix after the last game as well. Yeah, yeah. like uh, even then, like the, there was a question of whether or not they would even get to keep this series because yeah, it yeah. might have just stayed as an, a Square Enix property for them to either leave to wither on the vine. turn Hitman to a platform. I want to speak in defense of Hollow Knight. Uh, it's my, it's in my top three. I won't say where, but um, it is to me the best Souls game ever made, and that's exactly what I see it as. Is it's very much a Souls game. Um, it's got a little bit of a different pace, but the way it explores 
you explore things the way that information and about the story is given to you the surprising depth and nuance of the combat uh, despite how simplistic it actually is to control um, that's a game that i thought about for months after i finished it i sank probably 60 hours into it including all the dlc um, it's everything about the boss battles are all so fascinating the uh, all the enemies are unique there's over like 150 different enemy types in this game the animation style is wildly cool very expressive uh very consistent i think the music's incredible it's just it is one of the most immersive engrossing exploration combat games i think i've ever played i just i think it's an instant classic it is also the best metroidvania since like oh shut up complex no, don't say that. <laughs> Let's say Symphony of the Night. Whoa. Mm. That's a long time Whoa. ago. There's been a lot of really excellent indie Metroidvania games that have come out since Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Let's, um, I mean, I thought that, uh, what was that 8-bit one that was Metroid style? Axiom Verge? Uh, yeah, yeah, that one was really good. Um, I would hold Guacamelee up pretty high. I would too, but I think Hollow Knight's yeah. better. Hmm. Traversal on Hollow Knight is a joy. It's a big part yeah, of those I games. It's also really good in Guacamelee. Don't get me wrong. Um, Does anybody? I. So, are we coming for BattleTech now? Is this the sound? I think it is. <laughs> God, look, Spencer just sounds so fucking resigned. Why are you doing this to him, Aaron? I would I would keep BattleTech over Yakuza. I would keep BattleTech over Tetris Effect. I know how about this? Wild. What do we think about a Tetris Effect? Getting rid of that one as well. Oh, I didn't know that was still. Yeah, get rid of that shit. Yeah. It's already crossed out. Jeez. It's it? my honorable mention. It's a wonderful down game. below. Oh, so that okay. that didn't count. There's no trade there. Twelve. Shit. We're almost there. For the for the ones that are left here, I think the only ones I have a problem, the problem being you know like none of these are bad games. No, um, I cut Odyssey. I think like, I think cut Odyssey. Nope, Red Dead. No, cut both. No, uh, well, it, I would cut Odyssey and Hitman. I would I cut would Red Dead before any of those games. Yeah, I would. I. We know too much about what went into making Red Dead Redemption, and for all the time that you guys bitched about how tough the game is to play and get into, doesn't deserve to be in the top ten versus what we have here on the list. All right. I mean, what do you do? You think I, I feel much better about Red Dead now that I finished it, but I can sit here and say it takes way too long to get there. And it's not always a joy to get there. And it's just too full of rock starisms. And while mm-hmm. I appreciate the extreme attention to detail and the amount of polish that game has, I think that sometimes that gets in its own way. I mean, it can be very polished, but that's a movie, not a video game. And I think that Assassin's Creed well, Odyssey, while a, bas- a blast to play, is kind of like the opposite of tone control, where it's just too much <laughs> competing with itself, where it doesn't. <laughs> always know what it wants to be and i think that they could have pared down that game to something better it's still hard for me to make i still think of the sum or the the whole 
uh, of each game that we put on the list. And, you know, you could pick apart problems with Spider-Man, right? Like we just talked about these really shitty crime sections. Like yep. you can always find negatives in the gameplay. Yep. But on the whole, I think I made, we talked about this like years ago with Mass Effect 3, not to bring up that thing again, but like <laughs> I still thought that even with a bad ending, the still the, the summation of that game was not discounted. So that's usually where I come from. Like even if there's a really bad thing, if the overall experience, I still feel strongly about that. I don't want to let go of it just because it may have some issues. Because every game does, in some way. Well, very few are perfect. And I'm not saying and I just feel like Odyssey's bad. But I just feel like I don't. I think Red Dead deserves more of a spot on the list than Assassin's Creed. I would go with that, but. We did. I mean, in, in, we were in the, the, the category in Kotaku, right? Yeah, but that's we know a, so, about the working conditions. So that okay. So then, every, from now on, every game that we know is made under crutch, we just can't put it on the list. Then is that the precedent? No, set? no. Well, then why not? Why would it be any different? I feel like this one is getting singled out, and it's not me being defensive about a game I like. like I, a game I think, bro, but it's more of we just heard more about this so we're more primed to not want to vote for it because of these issues but we're not going to do this again in the future we're like we should set a precedent you, you also got to look the, the, you got to look at the what line of, they said regarding uh, sales protests of the game when this, this stuff first started coming out people were asking like oh should i just not buy the game then and you had numerous uh, developers saying like no nobody wants you to not buy the game because the people that made this game put hundreds of hours into this game. They want people to play it. So I think yeah. it's just saying, oh, we're not going to acknowledge the quality of this because of the labor conditions. I think that's doing just as much of a disservice to the people that put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. I think I think it's not quite a clean comparison, though, because like, saying whether or not you should feel free to buy something is way different from saying this should be lauded and held up as an example yep. of the best of the year. And also, well, the what I was going to come from... Sorry for a second. Uh, you mentioned... Oh, we were talking in the categories that Spider-Man has some problems with the gameplay. And sometimes the fetch quests get boring. Red Dead, y'all wanted to quit a couple times because of how little it respects for your time that well, game who? has. Nick, not me. I didn't want to quit. So I don't you all is Aaron's no quitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I quit uh many times. I think four or five times and it's Nick stuck. has quit a lot of AAA games, so this is not new for him either. Right. But yeah, Tyler is also talking about how he feels better about it now that he's finished it when I know you put you were racing to put time into Odyssey to get it back, but that was also enjoyed. I'm not saying one or the other. I'm just saying I don't think Red Dead deserves to be on the top ten. Not because, not just because of reports of how the working was, well, but also because it doesn't. There's a reason I don't have the game, and it's not because I don't have time or don't, don't have the money. It's because I don't think it's interesting. Yeah, well, me either. Okay, but that's the whole. So I feel this is the only thing that it feels like we can sometimes glom on to what is a um, zeitgeist about something and immediately kind of not. Like, we are making opinions based on what we've played, those of us who've played it, so I'm not discounting that. But I felt like since before the game came out, because of the reports or all this stuff or just the Rockstar pedigree, it feels like I do want to look at the games that we put on our list objectively, and I think I do. And even though I am advocating for the game, I'm trying to look at it objectively outside of all the stuff in the zeitgeist that we have where we should be critical or negative against it, and I feel like no one else is willing to do that. Like... It has too much bad 
um, juju behind it. So, oh, we'll just fuck it. And I don't think that that's fair. But even devoid of the labor conditions, like at this point, now that we've discussed it, um, I'm more comfortable cutting Red Dead than the other items on our list. Like, especially the ones that I myself have put a lot of time into. Like, I'm more comfortable cutting Red Mm -hmm. Dead than Spider-Man, God of War, Dead Sails, uh, Hitman 2. I think for me, if Red Dead could have been a paragon of labor practices, equitable employment, all that stuff, and I still think the game is not in any way something I want to spend any more time with if I can help it. I just, I do not like anything about it at all. Full stop. I'll come back to this as well. There's a reason we didn't put GTA 5 on a top 10. It's because we're, at least I think a lot of us are tired of the bullshit that comes from Rockstar Games. This is a more successful Which is, game than that GTA Five. That was just what I was saying. Right. It was like if we're tired of the bullshit, then I don't know. I, I just think like there's no rules in what we do with Game of the Year, True. but just doing that feels like that. That's weirdly vindictive in a way of like setting a trying to make a message or make an example of something that they're not going to care. They don't listen to our podcast. They don't give a shit. Like I'm just that's what I'm trying to get across. Is like making an example. We do that for some games. We do want to put things out there that exemplify uh, the things that Rockstar do do, that, that, that they don't do. We want to exemplify games that are different than just the AAA norms, and so I, I appreciate that. But I don't know. I think, I think that just there's some other subtext behind the Red Dead discussion that is harder for me to accept it, no. though I can see its criticisms. So Aaron. it's fine. We can keep it off the list, but I just think we should all be a little more self-aware of that then. Let me clarify. Maybe. When I when I say tired of Rockstar's bullshit, I'm not talking about development or I'm not talking about the way they hold themselves in the media or anything like that. We are, ve- I, at least I think a lot of people are tired and a lot of us are tired of how rote and how kind of lifeless the games that they create are. Now there's but we've had we three of us. That's not the case with Red Dead though. That's the thing. Okay, it's but let, let me it's let me then let me then say this: three of us out of the five played Red Dead two quite extensively. Mm, I didn't. Two out of five. But two out of five. I played about five or six hours. And you stopped. Yeah. There's a whole lot to criticize about Red Dead. Being lifeless is not one of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's a game that has a lot going on. That so this is what I'm saying is like I think that there's a lot more there but i'm willing to cut it but i think that i i don't think we're cutting it for all the right reasons but that's fine i can make it a i think it's important to hear you out on that though like because i i i understand where you're coming from and i i don't want to cut it for the wrong reasons either um i i think it also speaks it's a very complex game in that way like both just in what it is as a game and what surrounds it so i'm not trying to separate it from the bullshit but it just is emblematic of like it is, I guess, problematic generally. The game itself. Yeah, I think what comes down to for me too is I'm looking at the remaining ten games and I'm asking myself: Is Red Dead more deserving than this game? And I, I don't think the answer for me is yes for any of these. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would say the answer is yes for some, but I'm also like fine to sacrifice this lamb, so to speak. Yeah, and not to not to make it all about the labor thing, but then we also have a game like Dead Cells, which is made by a small company that pays everybody the same salary and like is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the the vanguard of like, hey, yeah, we all like have decent work life balance and we make this fucking it amazing be game celebrated. That is important. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm not even talking again. Keep it all separated. Aaron sure. had a good time. Yep. Tyler 
got to the end, but I know it wasn't easy. And Nick stopped early on because he did not think it was respecting your time or didn't want to keep going with it. Yep. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I love Undertale and nobody else has to. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, didn't, I don't even nominate sports and racing games because I know it's going to get shot down right away as well. Want, want. It's fine. It's true. They will. <laughs> Rocket, League, Rocket League is a good example of a sports game that really moves the needle. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm surprised that Forza Horizon 4 didn't come up this year, but I know Aaron I, wasn't too bad. I do want to play that. I just haven't. I I had a trial to it. I played like an hour and a half, and it just felt too much like three for me to not. Doug is selling yeah, his Xbox. Yeah. I, it, well, listen, it's still packed up. I need to get rid of it. I haven't had a time or a day on a weekend to go take it over to to sell that i want to sell it for as much as i can get but also i want to get rid of a few american games so that requires going to a shop that sells american games as well so Mm. it's been a bit you know it's one of those i gotta get it done some point but my xbox one has been unhooked for uh, probably two months i wasn't interested in forza 4 or forza horizon 4 because it didn't look too different from forza horizon 3 and i like that but i i only have so much time we have time Mm -hmm. we need an order all right we have our 10, and the, the order is not determined, but the 10 games that will be on there are Celeste, Marvel, Spider-Man, Battletech, God of War, Hitman 2, Into the Breach, Hollow Knight, Dead Cells, Return of the Oberdin, and Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Woo. To facilitate moving this along, I'm willing to put Battletech at uh, number 10. Well, let's, we can start there for sure. Yeah. We can start there. Let's start there. Uh, to facilitate moving things forward, I think we should try Celeste around number one and see how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the tip. Just the tip. It's, it's always worked out for everyone. Uh. This is uh, next pull-out goatee method. Oh, please. That's very crass for a very not-crass oh. game. <laughs> uh, okay. Fine. How about this? Boy, for just the tips, you just really jammed it up there to the top. <laughs> this is such a boys club. Jesus Christ. We tried. Um, you said you wanted to cut Red Dead, and yet I'm hearing this language coming from you. Uh, how about Yakuza number nine? Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I don't think you're going to get it any higher. We can start there. Okay. Um... In fairness, Doug did get a game in the top three last year. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's another like a few, few years before the I mean, games align. I mean, Doug's kind of... I mean, Doug likes Celeste so far, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. when I think people who <laughs> love self-flagellation, like. I think Doug Bonner. <laughs> Nick liked it. Doug quit after the first two hours. <laughs> I feel like having the Red Dead conversation. Oh, God, you're right. Doug didn't Not, quit, though. I know, I know. The game well, believes in you, Doug. Hyperbolizing. The uh, game believes in me. My hands do not. Um, I think that Marvel's... Well, actually, that's a little tricky. I think that Into the Breach the... should be in the top five. Um, maybe, but... The Hitman... Where does Hitman fall? I'm still surprised that this made it on here, and I feel just because we didn't nominate the other one isn't always a good reason, but... It's here, so should it be any higher than the bottom? 
I'm fine with it. Number those, eight. I think Tyler and Doug were primarily pushing for that. So where do you think it should go? I think number eight's good. Um, okay. Doug has reservations. Yeah. No, that's about it, I think. Um, I foresee a situation where I'm not going to get Hollow Knight as high as I think it should go. Um, I'm not sure I want to put it in seven. I feel like it's a solid six. I think it's... Well, I know. I know. I think it's better than Dead Cells. Yeah, I, I actually would rather have... Yeah, Dead Cells... Dead Cells... If Dead Cells is in the top three, I'm going to walk from this paid gig. <laughs> it's extremely and paid. I bad news here. about this payment thing. Oh, yeah. You guys aren't getting paid shit. You get paid in Steam share. Yeah. Yeah. You get paid real. in rubles. What do you... Um, did you like Spelunky? Yeah. Loved it. I'm talking to Aaron. Mr. I hate Dead Cells. Oh, no. I I tried Spelunky. See, a lot of these games just I don't like the re, the um, randomized. Is it roguelike that they're they're all that way that they just re, uh, it's always random when you yeah I mean like start over. fucking internet pedants like pedants would all have like different names for it roguelike roguelike yeah. whatever. Well, actually, it's, a roguelike is yeah oh, yeah shit. it's it's to metal metal genres level of but just craziness. The thing of like the it's a pretension for me of like mastery of the gameplay is the sole. I'm just saying this is how I feel. The sole reason to play the game has never been something I care about. It's why I, I just I don't gravitate to those games. I don't want to have to get so good and learn the system so well that then it's like an endless replayability because it always changes. You can't memorize um, pathing. You memorize gameplay, and you have to have twitch reflexes uh, good enough or care enough to, to uh, hone them to keep pushing through That's... and to... But that's I'm redu- I'm doing a reductionist description, but that's how I feel about. It. That's why I don't care about those games. And so that's exactly the kind of game I love. I love all right. those things. I love twitch reflexes. I love replayability and learning like how to build up my skills as a player to get through these challenges and like optimal paths. What equipment combinations I like best. I like Dead Cells a lot. Um, that's why I like how... Celeste way more because you can learn mm. the path. Like you aren't constantly like, well, fuck. Mm. Now I'm back to square one. It's all going to be different. So, that, so like, I like challenge, but not this kind of randomized role. And that How frustrates about... me more about Celeste because it's always the same shit. When I feel like, oh, I can't do this, it feels worse. Because at least with Dead Cells, if I fuck up, like, there's a chance I won't encounter that confluence of events again. And when you do finally have that run where everything lines up perfectly and you're just hitting all the right notes, it's so deeply satisfying. Sure. How about Obradin at seven? How about Spider Man at seven? Um, now we're getting now we're getting to the real shit. No one will budge. God of War the breach. Seven? I like God of War more than Spider Man. Okay. I think Spider Man for as great of a Spider Man experience it, they made. Uh, it's got some problems. Uh, you guys talked yeah. about like the uh, shitty side quests. I think that the combat could use a lot of work. I think that they yeah. have all these unlockables that largely felt pointless because I don't think that they helped the combat all that much. Like the navigation yeah. stuff was great, but all the gadgets, like I almost never used them. It was just kind of mm-hmm. a waste. You know, actually, I would put Spider-Man below Hitman and Yakuza if you want to make that swap. Whoa. I didn't, no objections? I didn't think anyone else would want to put Spider-Man below those games. 
I loved it, but you know, this is also me coming back to AAA after feeling really dejected about it. Uh, so maybe I was a little bit high on I it. I mean, but it's got. I, I don't. I don't know if I agree that. I think. Uh, so, so we're putting Spider-Man at seven. Is that what we were doing? Uh, we were talking about bumping it to like eight or nine, but. I don't think I don't think Hitman and Yakuza. No, I, I think okay. Hitman's well, better mechanically than Spider-Man, or at least. It's more yeah. polished mechanically. I think Spider-Man has a better story to tell, and it feels yeah, when more I talked purposeful. About the, the yeah. faults of Spider-Man, it was to point out that even these games we really liked and had a lot of fun with, every game has problems. But yeah. I don't. I think Spider-Man was, as a whole experience, far more enjoyable than, yeah, so yeah. Where where it is right now makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if I can bump Oberdin up higher, I'm willing to put Hollow Knight at six. I'd rather see uh, Oberdin higher than Hollow Knight. Yeah. Hollow Knight's kind of a weird one where it's on our list anyway this year. Yeah. Um, I think it's way better than Dead Cells, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't, I definitely don't think Dead Cells should be higher than Hollow Knight, but we'll, we'll figure this out. (laughs) Is Hollow Knight better than God of War? No. No. Okay. I think Dead Cells at five. Disagree. I would swap them. Tyler, like, your counter. Dead Cells at six. Hollow Knight. What am, what am I comparing Dead Cells to? Hollow Knight. Uh, from the remaining five, let's say what what should be five instead of Dead Cells? Uh, Into the Breach. Disagree. I reserve the right to uh, say that Into the Breach could be better once I put more time into it, probably on Switch. Uh, PC is just not my platform. For whatever reason, like I, FTL really hooked me on PC and iPad, but uh, mm-hmm. the, the mouse controls and the pacing of Into the Breach just didn't interest me on PC. Like There was just too much other stuff competing for my time when I finally got around mm-hmm. to playing it. And Dead Cells, mm-hmm. I thought, was a perfect Switch game because it is so fast. Like it's very easy to play both on the TV and in portable mode. So maybe once I start playing Into the Breach on Switch, I'll, it'll click for me in ways that it didn't on PC. But also, yeah. I think it and FTL are very different games. And maybe what yep. appealed to me about FTL uh, won't be there for Into the Breach. Yeah, I mean, I found myself liking Into the Breach substantially more than FTL. Um, I still think FTL is better than I first gave it credit for, but um... F- FTL hits a lot of those same notes as Dead Cells for me in that because mm. it is different every time, I felt more emboldened to keep trying. And that End of the Breach is quite different each time too. I think that run when I finally defeated the Master Ship in FTL, like that was so deeply satisfying for me, and it was after putting a whole lot of time into that game and. That was kind of it for me. Like I didn't feel the need to keep going back to FDL. I didn't feel the need to keep going back to Dead Cells after I finally finished the run. That's fair. But I felt like I got everything I needed out of those games. For me, for whatever reason, with Into the Breach, I've been achievement hunting. I've been trying to 100% that game because I'm still enjoying it so much. And the different teams all play so differently. And the difficulty levels make such a difference. It's just... it's. If you, if, I think if you like Advanced Wars and if you like randomization, this is like the, the perfect combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know, Spencer, you played it, right? Do you have any thoughts on this? I did play it. Um, I can see where you might view it as op- occupying similar territory as uh, something that, you know, once you've broke, you know, you cracked it, there you go, boom, you're done. Um, but I would argue that Into the Breach does push you a bit more to experiment. Whereas, um, you know, it's most direct comparison, um, FTL, you, it's like, oh, I, here's the ship, and I've learned a strategy for this ship, and okay, cool, and I could try another ship, but that doesn't drastically change things. Um, each squad in Into the Breach plays so differently, there's a different approach you can take through each different time, um, to the extent that you can even customize, like, hey, I want this mech from this squad, this mech from this squad, this mech from this squad. Mm-hmm. And that changes up things entirely. So there's a lot of re- re- replayability there. Again, I, I, I understand the, the, well, I cracked it, so we're good, um, kind of thinking about it. I think it's a little bit deeper than that, but uh, that's very debatable. Yeah, I think it's going to be different things for different people, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's... I think it's probably for me. This list is Celeste number one, Enter the Breach number two, Oberdin number three, and then whatever. I see God of War being higher than that, and so you see Oberdin as being less than Into the Breach. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to win that because. I know multiple people. Multiple people like Oberdin, and it sounds like it's me and Spencer for Into the Breach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we already got how many tactical games do we have on here? Oh, well, if you count <laughs> Hitman, quite a few. <laughs> uh, a strategy year. That's not exactly a strategy game in the same way. However much um, this weighs into our decisions, both Into the Breach and Dead Cells uh, allow more uh, flexibility. Like Oberdin has a singular solution to a story. And once you've solved that... Oberdin at five? But the way you can solve, find those solutions in Oberdin is so dynamic and so nonlinear. And the fact that it all works and progresses yeah. is pretty remarkable game design. So it's probably pretty obvious from the many years and why I was so passionate about defending Red Dead is what I get out of games is narrative. And I just don't... Like, I don't give a shit so far about like trying to get better in dead cells like for the reasons i mentioned into the breach the tactical strategy i've never liked tactical um strategy games i like rts but not final fantasy tactics you know like age of empires careful and same with like dead cells so dead cells into the breach battle tech a lot of the ones that we have on here just as this like pursuit of the gameplay element and getting gameplay over narrative I just vehemently disagree with. So with Oberdin, there is strategy there in terms of your problem solving and your detective work, but it, it, it there is narrative there that I don't think these games have comparatively, um, or at least not as satisfying a way. So I'd rather have something like Oberdin way higher than just like, oh, cool, the gameplay is super awesome and you can replay it a lot and you can test your skills because that doesn't matter to me. And I think that there should be room for that part of the discussion. I think that's fair. Looks like someone's created a uh, column for us to rank our top five.
Tyler has Dead Cells at number one. I have Celeste at number one. Let's see here. Wow. Doug and Aaron have Celeste at number one. Spencer is into the breach at number one. I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> I mean, it's also because I barely played any games this year, but yeah. Uh, okay. So the number so, one spot seems to have the highest consensus. I think it's hard to beat three people voting a number one. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Dead Cells as number one over these other games, or do you feel like that's... I did not expect it to be a game that hooked me that hard. I pretty much just got it uh, on a lark, because I saw it in Steam early access for a while, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's another one of those. And mm -hmm. then it, when it came out on Switch, it had a pre-order uh, discount, and I didn't have anything... Uh, demanding my time when it came out so i thought well, why not i'll give it a shot and i thought the platforming worked really well um, the combat felt very castlevania -y to me which was a positive because i really enjoy the castlevania uh, style combat and then the more stuff i started to unlock uh, it really started to interest me a bit more because i could start to like change up my playthroughs different ways and at first, like, I thought I had a really strong idea, like, oh, I can really only play this way. This is what suits my style the best. And it wasn't until I started doing, like, daily challenges and such where I had realized, like, oh, I can't always just rely on getting these power-ups or getting these weapons. Like, that's just not the way the game is set up. And if I try to brute force it, then I'm never going to finish this game. So I, I needed to start learning different play styles and learning, like, what worked and what didn't work. And I even got invested to the point that I was like looking at like subreddits and looking at what other people that had successful runs, like what loadouts they had and like what combinations they used. And I started to learn the way that different things work together. I started looking at different routes through the levels, uh, what risks to take, what risks to avoid. And it was just so satisfying to me to like learn my way around this game and to kind of like again once i finally had that run where just everything fit together perfectly like it didn't even matter that the game doesn't really have much of an ending like your your character who's like this uh sentient fungus thing uh <laughs> it basically ends up with like your body is destroyed and you slither down this drain after you kill the king and then you just plop out of the same drain that you start the game with the ba game is basically telling you, like, this is a never-ending cycle. Like, there is no yeah. end to this. It's very Dark Souls. <laughs> but it made sense for the, like, quasi-story, because there's not really much of a story there. But it made sense for, like, the type of game that that is. And I love the yeah. music. I love the visuals of it. I think it's really... There's a lot going on in the backgrounds. I think the enemy design is great. Like, they do a lot with silhouettes to where it makes it instantly recognizable. There's sound effects. There's patterns to learn i just think it's a extremely well-made mechanical game and i had a blast playing it cool it looks, it looks like, like it's at number four looks like it's at number two what yep 
Yeah, someone may have just uh, flipped some numbers here. I see dead cells. Nick at number four. On my Spencer list. Spencer at number four. Oh. Aaron at number four. If you but look at the point totals on the side, if we're assuming there's a, that there's lower score. Right point. Yeah, lowest is the... I'm on an iPad. My phone. <laughs> uh, Celeste has nine. Uh, dead cells has 15. Oberden has 16. And the Reach has 17. God of War has 18. So... So that would be then Celeste, uh, Dead Cells 2, Return of the Orbitum 3, Into the Breach 4, God of War 5. In, now, in the spirit of compromise, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'd put Celeste at number one because I played the game. I enjoyed the game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm done fighting against it. Like I, I, It's already in the top five, and I think... It makes sense at number one. It's also a very well-designed game. It's very, it succeeds in the story it's trying to tell. Yep. So I think it's pretty admirable uh, what the... I forget the name of uh, The Towerfall devs, what they accomplished there, because that's not the kind of product I expected them to make for a follow-up. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and uh, the numbers do not lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as no one's happy, then we've done it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. And it goes fifth. It goes like okay. So Celeste has nine, but then everyone else is within four points, three points. Yeah. Yep. It's really tight. This is the first time in a while I've remembered we've had a, a top five this tight. Like we've gotten to top threes or top twos with with really close counts, but top five being this close is uh, that's something. I mean, these are the five games I think you probably ought to play this year. I'm surprised Doug has Celeste at number one, given how much he seems to be not enjoying himself right now. Yeah, me too. Um, it was a bit of frustration, but more also like, how do I get forward? Why do I get forward? Like, I did manage to get through the section, and I'm trying to get through the next chapter in the hotel, and I want to keep going with it because I don't want to give up, but I guess that's the game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I expected Aaron to rate God of War a bit higher too, but... Say lovey. I think Oberden really made an impact on him. Yeah, I, I think it's a better, it's a more more worthwhile game. It's also easier to come as a surprise, whereas God of War, like the surprise is how they've done this one, whereas Oberden comes completely out of left field. I mean, he had a the developer Lucas Pope had a um, GDC demo a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. The only reason I remember that off the top of my head is I was looking on their website to see if he had any links or where to get it, and the lasting reference there was the GDC demo. Huh. Well, I liked watching his development video about making the hands for the game. Hmm. Well, we have a top ten list. Uh, you <laughs> don't want to make any changes? Yakuza number one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, at this point, Anyone it kind of feels else? like Jenga, where if I move a piece, then disaster could strike. I'm afraid that something weird would happen, and suddenly, like Spider-Man's number one. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's leave it as is. Okay, before something terrible happens. So the the top ten games of 2018, as decided by our uh, our uh, trying process, is number ten, BattleTech; number nine, Yakuza Six: The Song of Life; number eight, Hitman Two. Number seven, Marvel Spider-Man. Number six, Hollow Knight. Number five, God of War. Number four, Into the Breach. 
Number three, Return of the Ober Din. Number two, Dead Cells. Number one, Celeste. Also, we never addressed this, but we're not corporate shows. Marvel's Spider-Man is just the title. Yeah. So no, I yeah. feel the need to add that in just for clarity's sake. Yeah, they really so. like doing that for all their IP. Yeah, it's gross. It's just called Spider-Man. He you doesn't like labels anyway. You gotta distinguish it from all the other Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Mans? Spider-Mans. Uh... The Spider-Man. A Spider-Man? Spider-Man cometh. Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, we did it. Another year in the books. Ten years running. Ten Another years ten to go before we're all dead. <laughs> I think God, you ten sound like whole me. years, hell yeah. <laughs> I think Spencer's right. Where nobody's happy, that means everybody's done their job. Yeah. There we go. That was my statement. That was. Uh, oh, sorry, Aaron. Jesus. <laughs> I won't take credit for that depressing statement. <laughs> I uh, I didn't get to talk a lot about Celeste from a personal standpoint here, but that's yeah, fine. I'll set it for the write up. Um, I'll just say that Celeste, you know, the story and the themes really worked for me, but what I didn't expect and wound up really surprising me was uh, I struggled real hard for that through that first level. I died like hundreds of times. The second level died hundreds of times. But when I went back, what the, what made a difference was I went back to the first level after I beat the second or third, and I realized I got so much better just by playing those other levels, and that kind of taught me that, oh, like, this is incremental, this is building towards something, and so I started to seek out the optional challenges as well, because I realized those were within reach, and 50 hours later, uh, every challenge was within reach, and I had somehow gotten every strawberry that wasn't a golden strawberry don't ask me about those i did every oh, side and seaside and uh i yeah that's a that's one of the most meaningful experiences to be in the game was realizing how good i can get at a really tricky platformer despite having the reflexes of someone in his mid-30s and i started speed running it i i worked on my time trials i'm almost down to like under a minute and 15 or sorry an hour and 15 minutes on a full game run and hoping to get under an hour someday so Cool. What's the world record at right about now? Like 29 minutes or something. <laughs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's like going and running a four-hour marathon and being like, okay, four hours, that's pretty good. And then you see like, well, yeah, world record is just above two. Fuck. Yeah. Oof. Hey, I'm happy to run a six-minute mile, even though there's Kenyans running it in less than four. Yeah. I don't think I physically am capable of running a six-minute mile. <laughs> I think I would literally die or my legs would fall apart. <laughs> but I can speed run Celeste, so I'll take it. So it's basically run. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. I think well, we have a good selection of games on here. I'm interested to play or to get all the ones I don't have on here. And I would love to play BattleTech, but I know it's most it's PC only for all intents and purposes. Uh, it's it's really really good. And if you can get a deal on um, on the game and on like a PC a cloud. PC, <laughs> like a cloud streaming service, um, might be the easiest way for it. Is it available on any cloud streaming services? Uh, there's a lot of cloud su- streaming services that have nothing to do, like you just log in with whatever account you use, like Steam like or whatever, a, and then you install like a it. Virtual on machine in a way? Basically, yeah, like a cloud virtual machine. Huh. So that's Feature, man. worth considering. All right, Nick, should you show us out? Yep. Uh, that's going to do it for our, uh, our podcast here for the game of the year 2018. <clears throat> uh, this will probably go up after the articles do just to 
maintain some of the mystique. <laughs> but uh, we'll get these things posted and uh, have some good write-ups for you. We have a bunch of good friends of ours who are contributing again for their perspectives outside of our own. So that'll be fun. And uh, yeah, we hope you'll stay tuned for some 10 year anniversary fun times. And, you know, as always, thanks for sticking with us for this long. And uh, yeah, hope you, uh, hope you find some good games to play from this too. We appreciate you. Yep. Thanks so much guys. Glad we could do this once more. (laughs) Thanks everyone. Happy 10 years of this bullshit. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I see white smoke from the chimney. Our job is done. We can adjourn now. See you next year, (laughs) y'all. Bye.